What's up, golf addicts? You are listening to the Grayson Sig interview. Grayson was a delightful interview. He's a Georgia Bulldog. He's a Sea Island Mafia member. He's a resident of, well, no, I guess he's not a resident anymore, but born and raised in Augusta, Georgia, right down the street with us. Uh, Grayson, we've been trying to get on for a long time. He's great. We had a very honest, in-depth conversation about live. We talked about uh, kind of his rookie year grind, and he told us some of the inside stuff that, honestly, I don't really know if enough rookies get the chance to talk about in terms of like the challenges on your first year on the PGA Tour. It was very interesting to hear some of the, the nuggets that he talked about. I didn't even know uh, in terms of like what makes the rookie year so, such a challenge for a guy uh, like Grayson Sig grinding to stay in that top 125. We had a great time with that. We talked about growing up in Augusta, early experiences at Augusta National. Um, just had a great conversation. Hope you enjoy it. Grayson was fantastic. If you did enjoy it, Please leave a review on the podcast on Apple or Spotify. Five stars. Talk about your favorite part about the interview or whatever, your favorite part about our show. It's one of the best things you can do for us. It helps us get discovered in the App Store. Uh, And then the next, the the greatest thing you can do is tell somebody about us, right? So hit the share link, send it to a buddy, send it to a family member, a friend, and say, hey, you got to listen to these Tour Junkies guys if you're not already. They're fantastic. That is the ultimate compliment and the nicest thing you can do for us. It costs you nothing but a few minutes, and we would really appreciate it. So without further ado, here's our friend, Sea Island Mafia member, damn good dog, Grayson Sig. All right, what's up, golf addicts? I got my boy Grayson Sig with us. He's a DGD. If you know, you know. Finally, getting Grayson Sig on the show, but I couldn't get him on because the dude was playing golf like he was playing. He was playing golf like every single week. So uh, you know, we had. Yeah, to I've wait been asking for the to pause. come on forever, and you're just like, man, you got to play better for me to get, <laughs> get on here. That is not so. true. That is I'm not happy true. To be on the show. No, man, we always want the Bulldogs on, uh, and and obviously a local Augusta guy. I mean, you don't live in Augusta yeah. anymore. Obviously, you're part of that Seattle Mafia. Do you have a tattoo yet? Do, how did, have you been branded? No. Any of that? How does no, that work? No tattoos, no brands. Just uh, just play golf at Seattle, and that's all. It would be pretty pimp though for you guys to get branded, like you know, like tattoos. Everybody gets a tattoo for stuff. But if, but if it has to be like like kind of the Olympics, like just kind of right on your forearm. Yeah, something where we right. could see it. Island Mafia in bold. Dude, do you imagine just like that scarring? You know, like God dang. It wouldn't be that bad. I've always seen that on guys like in the NFL that are just really jacked or whatever. It looks so sick. But on oh, yeah. on a bunch of golfer bodies, it, I think it would still be pretty cool. You guys could <laughs> potentially My jacked forearm. Yeah, you I guys mean, could potentially amazing. break the internet with that. Um. <laughs> All right, so Seattle Mafia member, Augusta native, went to, went to Richmond Academy, right, Richmond Academy? Yeah. Uh, yeah. We'll, we'll get into some of that local stuff here in a little bit. But I, just, Grayson, you know, first year out on, out on tour, rookie season. Uh, congratulations on, you know, having a good end of the year especially. And, and yeah. I, know, I know you're relieved to get full, full status next year, ready to rock sure. and roll. I know you're happy to have a break. But, like, just, I guess just talk through the season as a whole, like the rookie season as a whole. Um, the good, the bad, the ugly, and uh, kind of you know how you how you now that you've had a second to like take a breath and, yeah. and look back at it. What'd you learn? All that stuff. Man, it was um, it's been a long three years, really. I mean, I played. I was part of the super season on the Corn Ferry, um, so it was a two year yeah. long deal. And you know, I was fortunate enough to kind of lock up my card early in that season, so I basically played stress free golf for like a year and a half almost. I really, you know, I'll say a year, you know, I already had it locked up on the corn ferry. And um, so, you know, I get out rookie year and, you know, got, was fortunate enough to get, I think I was 
first on that corn fairy list, you know, below Steven Yeager and Bramlett. So I was getting in, you know, a decent amount of the tournaments, like pretty much everything in fall. I think I think I got in every event in fall. And, you know, got off to a good start, but it's hard. I mean, yeah. I feel like you gotta play every week and then, you know, the competition's obviously a lot better and there are golf courses that you've never played before. Like that's the hardest part. And, you know, I'll tell you the biggest thing this year is to me was like I got I can't wait to get out of this next year. It's teeing off last in every wave. Mm. I mean, I'm teeing off at like, you know, 850 9 to 910 every single week and then, you know, 150 to or, or 2 o'clock to 220 on on Fridays or Thursday afternoon. And like that to me was like and then you're playing with Monday qualifiers. Nothing wrong with them, but like you know, you got you got a little better chance if you're if you're getting fresh greens for at least nine holes or, or whatever. So that's what I was gonna say is like dive into that a little deeper. Like, why does that suck so bad? So you you know, I mean, imagine like Detroit this year. I was last off, and Friday afternoon, like greens were uh, obviously the golf course was like super firming up, like a lot different, like Poana greens. I mean, it, it like every putt was dicey, like three or four feet. You're like, man, this is. You know, it's it's not it's, it shouldn't be a hard putt, but like I don't know, if this ball is going to bounce, whatever. Like, you know, there's been so many players that have played and walked on it, whatever. And but like, if you can play first off and get nine holes of fresh greens, and like, you know, and and get some players that have been on tour forever and like playing good. Like, I can't tell you how many times I played this year with, you know, a sponsor invite from you know wherever, and the kids like nothing against him like yeah. it's a great experience but like he's seven over or whatever yeah. and you know he's grinding over four footer yeah with with eight holes left and the cuts five under yeah oh and you're like and he's got 40 people out there cheering him on and i'm like you know i get it like i'm all for that but at the same time like you know there's guys out here trying to make a living and like do kind of you know trying to stay away from that yeah and i don't want to sound like bad in that regard but sometimes that does get tough so so you completely you're a complete justine reed use golf facts sympathizer for patrick reed's uh uh wave wave complaints right yeah absolutely not i do not (laughs) take it that far but I, i i don't know how i just got on that ramp but um, well it's it's interesting like those are the little nuances that are interesting to guys like us i mean especially um you know, uh, with, with, what I mean, I mean, I know you follow us and you know, we're, we're primarily DFS and betting. We're not going to talk about a lot of that stuff with you on, but little stuff like that's interesting. And I think it's some of that behind the scenes stuff that guys don't talk enough about. Like I, I, like, you know, I don't bet golf, but I know like the, the round one leaders, like how many times you see a round one leader come in the afternoon or not very, um, or a guy teeing off last in its wave. It's always like one of the first, like very rare that it's not one of the first, like six or seven groups on Thursday morning. Right. Yep. So, like that's, there's something to be said for like teeing off early in the wave and like teeing off with good pairings. I know pairings are, are tough sometimes, but you know, it's stuff like that. Um, and then other things is like being a rookie, man, you got, you feel like you got to play every event unless you get off to just a really good start. Um, you played like you know, 29 like, events. Is that right? 20, I think I played 30. 30 I think it was 30. Minutes. I think St. Jude was the 30th. So, but you look at, you look at a guy like Justin Lauer man, who, who got his tour card. I think he played two events in the fall and then ends up like uh, in, in Greensboro a couple weeks ago, like missed a 10 footer that sneaky would have kept his card. So, yeah. I mean, you, you get your tour card and then next thing you know, you're barely getting to into events and you're like, man, this is like, I'm stuck in the middle here. Like, 
to go back and play this corn fairy stuff and like you know try and make some cash because i'm not getting in these these other events you know so it's you know little things like that that's um that's tough and you know hopefully i've I obviously will not be a rookie anymore, so I've learned a few things here and there, and uh, looking forward to next year and kind of knowing the golf courses too. I mean, that's that's a huge thing. Like, you know, get there Monday, and then you know, most of the time, some of the rookies are playing the Monday pro ams, and um, you know, you got to play two, you got to play eighteen holes on Tuesday. Yeah. So you know, like for me, like my schedule is like I play, make the cut, um. And then Monday, fly, travel. I take that as a kind of a travel day, whatever. And then uh, Tuesday, I had to play 18 holes this year. Because, like, you know, where I was, it was also funny. Like, where I was on the FedEx Cup and, like, being a rookie and, you know, whatever. I was, like, every single week, if I got in the program, I teed off at, like, anywhere from, like, 4 o'clock to 5 o'clock on Wednesday afternoon. And that was always delayed, like. Yeah. So, and if I wasn't in the pro-am, I was first alternate for that wave anyways. Like, I'll, I'll tell you, like, St. Jude last week, or what, yeah, whenever it was, mm-hmm. I was, uh, mm-hmm. I was first alternate for the four, for the 2.30 to 5 o'clock wave, and Johnny Vegas was, was seen off at 5 o'clock, and he was like, yeah, my, my wrist hurts. Like, <laughs> you so here go you play. go. That was literally, like. I'd already packed all my stuff. Like, I was there practicing, and I'm like, I'm out. Like, I'm not getting in. I'm, like, about to go get, you know, a little stretch in or whatnot. And then, they're like, they call me. They're like, yeah, you're on the team in five minutes. I'm like, okay, perfect. Can't wait. So, it's, like, little things like that. So, you know, not yeah. leaving the golf course till 8 o'clock. Cause, you know, then you take, you know, three three hours, three hours and 20 minutes to play nine hole. Yikes. So, talk about your – But it's amazing. Of course. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. But but there you know those little things definitely can add up. Those little things though can add up over a season for a guy who's grinding to get in that 125 100%. and and um you know playing 30 events. So yeah. So like after now that you've been out on the PGA tour and you're playing with the best in the world, right? Like evaluate yourself looking back from a here's what like when when you look at the average tour player, maybe slightly above average tour player, how do you? see yourself in terms of those the, the skill sets that you think you do really well the skill sets that you know you're going to have to improve on um the you know just i guess give yourself a a report card or something for for that yeah you know i was um i would consider my year not great this year i don't feel like i played extremely well um you know i feel like i had some equipment issues there kind of the middle of the year um had some body issue as well but like you said i played 30 events a lot of events um didn't have much time to kind of unwind and like figure a bunch of that stuff out but um you know normally i drive it really well and this year i would say i didn't drive it as well as i have past and i learned the hard way that you can hardly play out of the rough on the pga tour corn ferry everywhere else college golf wherever you can play i mean you know it's obviously harder out of the rough but like you can still get it around. Like greens are soft enough, but you miss the fairway on the PGA Tour, you're gonna have a pretty tough time at making a, a four, in my opinion. So that's me. Like I felt like I was gonna be a little like higher strokes gain off um, the tee, off the tee, and and I, I really wasn't at all. And like you know, there were weeks where I wasn't hitting it, and, and you know, my driving distance isn't great, but 
I was looking at that stat too, and it's kind of skewed. Where like if you if you drive it two ninety five, and then the next guy drives it, you know, two ninety eight, two ninety nine, like those. That's like a sixty person difference there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's very tight. Like if you drive it like two eighty nine, you're gonna be like a hundred sixtieth on tour, yeah. and if you drive it two ninety seven, you're gonna be like maybe you know. 105 or yeah. something so like that, that stat to me is like six yards is not that big of a deal yeah but you know it is like but if you're you know the thing i learned like if you're gonna hit it short ish i mean I, I wouldn't say i hit it short i'd say i hit it about average yeah um which nowadays it's it's getting crazier and crazier with how guys are hitting it um you remember that kid when you were when you came and watched us at, at byron that i played with do you remember that guy Callum Taren. Uh, no, no, no. The big, uh, the big South African. Yes. Holy sh. Yes. That's what. Dude, he hits it like 400 yards, like fl- easy, like cruising 400 yards in the air. Yeah. Remember I, that kid? Yes. I think it was on number, uh, was it number eight? Uh, and, and the kid, I couldn't believe it. I mean, I couldn't believe this guy as I'm watching him. I'm like, you drive it 405 yards in the air <laughs> and you're trying to hit six irons in the fairway and you're like hitting six irons out of bounds. I'm like, dude. Just hit driver. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, if you can't if you can't get driver in play, like then why are you trying to hit six iron when you can't even get that in play? Yeah, that was wild. That dude could maul it. Because like you like you said, you're not short. And you were playing with no. Callum Taron and he's long. Yeah, he smashed. And he yeah. was like this guy was four four clubs longer than Callum Taron. Yeah, that dude right. that dude was a stud. Um uh, but no, I mean, if you if you're gonna miss fairways, you you better drive it 315 yards to have a chance. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? What about so like, uh, that's that's my thing. Like miss hitting it 285 and being in the rough is not very good on the PGA Tour. Yeah, because you're gonna have the next guy up if he misses a fairway, he's more than likely gonna carry it 310, and he's gonna have 25 yards on you. And so I got six iron, and he's got a nine iron or something. Yeah. I mean, Maybe st- not that cute, but statistically, you know. like looking at your, your year, statistically, you, you gained strokes off the tee in most of your events. It wasn't, yeah. there weren't like overwhelming weeks um, where, yeah. where you just gained so many. Uh, and then ball striking in terms of like your iron play, you know, I would say was, is probably your next best number. And then it was kind of more, I, I would say, I guess, more of the around the green play and, and possibly the putter that also kind of held you back a little bit. So are those things like, what do you do now in the off season? Like, how are you adjusting? What's your, what's your plan to like improve those things? We're going to get right back to Grayson Sig in just a second. I know we all want to make a little extra money, right? And we'd love to do it from home. That sounds fantastic. Well, we've got a solution for you. Our new friends at Smart Scalpers are helping people have a side hustle helping people maybe turn it into a part-time job, a full-time job. We know people who are making more money doing this on the side at home than they do in their full-time job. And what I'm talking about is selling tickets as a side hustle. Our friend Kevin started this company over a decade ago. He's mastered this whole thing, and he started franchising it out just a few years ago. And he sells tickets to sporting events, concerts, um, you know, you know, comedy shows. If you want to go see an opera or you want to see a basketball man do a dribble, you can do that, all right? And our friend Kevin McCurley will take care of you, and his team is incredible. They started franchising this out, and they've got people, like I said, making more money than their full-time job. There's no strings attached. You can get out at any time. They provide all the training. They provide the weekly support staff, all the, everything. You buy and sell tickets through their software, through their training with sophisticated 
and intelligent software that helps you get it done. It's all driven over the internet. Nothing is face-to-face. You're not standing out on a corner being a sleazy ticket guy. It's 100% legit, and you can make a ton of bank on the side. Do it as much or as little as you want. Kevin is the man. Check it out. If you're interested, here's what you need to do. Text the number 706-755-5974. You're not going to get caught up in a nasty, stupid text marketing scheme. We've known Kevin. I've known Kevin personally for over 20 years. He's a great dude. He does a lot of work with the Masters. Text them and tell them the Tour Junkie sent you and you're interested in learning more about the, the ticket brokering business. 706-755-5974 is the number to text. Do that and uh, yeah, go make some extra cash. You can blow it on DraftKings and uh, betting. Here we go. Back to Grayson Sig. So... Um, as far as around the green, I've used 14 wedges forever. And you know what that company, the the Japanese company? No, I've never even heard of that. Um, here I got, let me see. I got, so I use these, these wedges for, uh, I mean, my entire like career in college. I know Rusty, he lives in Athens. They'll probably recognize it. But so anyways, I, I wasn't able, they discontinued them in the United States, like beginning of the year on tour. So I had no heads and I'm like, okay, this isn't good. And like, I played this wedge forever. And like, I consider tipping like one of the strongest suits of my game, to be honest. So I had some equipment issues big time in that aspect where I was using bokeys and like, I just never could get the same, you know, coming out of the same window and like around the greens, bunker play was not near as good. So, um, but yeah, putting has been, Putting's always been maybe not my strongest suit, but you know, I, it's. It, I just would like to get it more consistent, right? Like, yeah. there's I have great putting weeks to where I feel like, and then you know there are weeks where I'm like, man, I just I can't. It, but it goes from week to week, you know, it just bounces around. I'm like, how can I get, you know, putting the same, putting good, you know, weekend at least three or four weeks straight. You know what I'm saying, and, yep. and kind of build off that. So that's something that I'm I'm trying to work on a little bit, and um, kind of dial back in. Yeah. Off so well, off season, like two weeks. <laughs> yeah, because I'd imagine you'll you'll be uh, you'll be ready. You'll be starting back in the fall. Um, yeah. Ready to do your thing, huh? What are yes, What sir. are like some of the courses that now you look back on and you're like, man, I can't wait to get another crack at that one because. This these courses or whatever really I feel good about them. They suit my game or I'm comfortable with them. What are those courses for you that you look forward to to getting back on? Yeah, there's there's quite a few. Um, Napa's one of my favorites. I have to kind of look at the list, but ones that I can think of. Napa, I love Napa. Last year was great. Um, Houston, not my favorite. Uh, RSM, obviously love RSM. I mean, Seaside's one of my favorite golf courses. Probably is my favorite golf course down on the island. Yeah. Um, and then Travelers was amazing. John Deere. I love John Deere. Uh, obviously, like 3M. I mean, that was my best finish of the year there. Detroit. I mean, a lot of those, a lot of the tournaments in summertime were, were to me, some of the best we played all year. And I'm trying to think. I, I need to go back and, and look in the, but like Mexico Open. I mean, I don't think I'll ever go back there. That place James Dupree needs to go there. There, the fairways are 900 yards wide, yeah, yeah. and I mean it's yeah, it like, greens are slow. You know, like past Palom greens, and I'm just like, it's, like you hit it 400 yards here, then you're probably gonna win. Yeah, no, 
Yeah, that, that was pretty clear. Just doing some early research for that place. Uh, yeah, it was very clear that this was going to be a, a bomber's paradise. Just step Absolute back and, and, and rip it. Um, nice. What about uh? So so I mean, obviously you're you know we've already talked about this. You're Sea Island Mafia guy. You're you're a Georgia Bulldog. So you've already got a ton of guys on tour because dogs just continue to put out incredible <laughs> golfers on tour. So you got a bunch of those guys. You got the Sea Island connections. I'd imagine. You, you, you coming out as a rookie, you, you had a lot of friends already. You probably had a lot of connections already. Are there some guys that you kind of got to know over the year that you're like, you know, you didn't know before and like you're, you're close with or like, who are your other buddies on tour that you like to hang out with and, uh, you know, while you're out there traveling? Yeah. I mean, obviously a lot of Sea Island guys hang out with them. Um, Lee Hodges, I'm, I'm pretty good buddies with Callum Terran. Um, Lee Hodges and I are, are great buddies. Chris Kirk, Brennan Todd. Denny McCarthy, uh, a yeah. great buddy of mine. Ben Coles, hoping that he can get his get his tour card back in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, every week it, it seemed like it was uh, it was like me, Seth Draco, Chris Kirk, Brendan Todd, JT Poston, Patton Kazire, Ben Coles. Like that was like who I stayed with pretty yeah. much every week. Yeah. And the, the the best week of the year was when Postman won John Deere. I think we had seven guys in a house. Oh, nice! And did you have a little was, celly? Oh yeah, that was pretty pretty fun week. There was some cash getting getting flipped around the table at night and with the cards. Oh, what you uh, playing? What are you playing? We played gin. Okay. Played gin and was JT Kirk the house? Big, Kirk is a big yachty guy too, but I'm not the Yachtsy. biggest yachty man. So. If I were postman, like I'm just I'm gonna I'm gonna deal blackjack and I'm the dealer. I'm the house. That's well, what I'm yeah. gonna be doing. He 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 always kind of like sat back after you win. Quiet. But then once he won, he was he was throwing gin around. Yeah, he was in it. Um, you ever played a game called Walk? He paid for the house for the week too, so it was probably my my favorite week. Yeah. What a gentleman! Thanks, postman. Uh, you ever uh, you ever play a game called Walking Cane? I'm not no, but I'm what, what all ears. We'll have to teach you that one. It's too complicated to explain over over a phone. We'll we'll have to work on that. Maybe RSM week we'll play some walking cane. You'll be go. addicted. I can't wait. I love Absolutely addicted. What uh? Any other like like what about a pinch me moment? Right, like you're you're on the PGA tour. You're a rookie. Is it someone you met? Is it something you did? Is it something that I think happened? The best the thing that comes to mind right now was playing uh, Sunday at, at 3M this year with Tony. See now, yeah. Um, we were. I can't remember probably third to last group something like that um and man he's he played so well and like you could just tell like the energy was was building and it was like i've never really been in a, in a setting like that i mean i played phil at the u.s open at tory a couple years ago but like we were in like 50th place you know yeah. so like it was only we could only go up so much but like tony like you could feel him like a couple birdies like on the front nine and like feel more people kind of the energy getting up and it was just fun to watch him man he, he played so good and he's such a nice guy like yeah he is it was, uh it was it was pretty cool to watch I, I mean i couldn't believe that that shot he hit on 17 like from our perspective i was like ball's definitely going either long of the water into the like hay or for sure in the water and next thing i know is like just a foot off the front of the green chipping up right up at it like yeah like your time is your time, but I'm, I was pretty happy for him. So it was, it was, it was a pretty cool moment this year. Yeah. I, I've got to imagine that was, that was fun for you. And obviously yeah. you're, you're playing really well. Your best finish of the year um, yeah. sticks out and memorable. I'm sure. 
Uh, I got to ask you this because I ask every podcast guest this. Um, and if you don't have anything, that's fine. Any good, memorable Siwoo Kim interactions? I honestly don't think I have any. You need to create some. That's your goal. Um, that's your goal. Yeah, he's awesome, huh? Yeah. Yeah, he's electric. So at the top <laughs> of your list for the fall is create. Yeah, so I should just start going playing practice rounds with him. Yes. Create moments with Siwoo. Improve, uh, you know, whatever Putting. you want around the green or to put. Yeah, get your wedges going. Um, import your wedges from wherever. But at the top of the list <laughs> is create memories with Siwoo. And then you get okay, back to deal. us. Get back to us after you do that. Deal. Okay. Okay. Um, we'll have a follow-up question on that. Yes. Yes. We'll 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 talk about that. We'll talk about I, that. I'm saying no because I don't feel like he plays that much. Like, does he? I mean, you follow not compared follow to your ass, but I mean, he plays oh, plenty. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm out there every week. <laughs> yeah, so. he, he plays plenty. Uh, he's he's out there. I don't know. He he seems to make he made less weekends this year than uh, than he has in years past. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like I just haven't really seen him that much this year. Oh yeah, he's around. He's around. Oh yeah. yeah. He's lurking. He's lurking. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah what about uh let me see i, the, I told you i was going to do something experimental with you on this podcast yeah. before we started and this is going to be you might think this is grossly unprofessional but i'm doing this pod this podcast without a script you know i've actually we always interview guys I like where i have like all these questions lined out but I, I feel like with you like we've had this connection it's weird i think we've maybe met one time it was at, at the uh at the byron nelson but you know just yeah. gus the guy a dog you know, and, and you're just a cool, down-to-earth dude. Like, I, I didn't feel like I needed to be all that scripted with you. So I'm kind of going off the cuff here if we jump around. that's what, Normally, I've got it all laid out. It's very crisp. Um, but today, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to wing it with G-Sig. I figured you, like, honestly, I was like, I, I need to, I thought about writing down my live talk because I figured you're just going to hear me live golf the whole time. Well, <laughs> you brought it up. So what, what do you think? Oh, you, you, have you heard anything about the player? Have you heard anything about the tiger meeting? You know, I tried to attend every one of those meetings, like when I was playing and like Jay did one of those meetings and I thought it was very interesting. Um, some of the stuff that was brought up and it was always a pretty damn good turnout. Like, you know, and I feel yeah. like every player should go, you know. Um, yeah. But I have not. I mean, I, honestly, I've, I, I probably know just as much as everyone else from reading, you know, from what No Laying Up came out with. And, um, you know, I've asked a few guys, and they, they, they pretty much told me the same thing. Like, they just proposed this new, like, tour within a tour. And so I really don't know the details of it. I mean, it sounds good right now, but my question from – you know, just reading about it would be like, how do we get in that top 60 or 70 guys? Right. I that's mean, that's what I was about to ask you. Cause you, you would, the product is, that sounds awesome. Yep. I mean, for player and I think for, for fans and everyone, but like, you know, competition is what brings the PGA tour to life. And like, you know, you got guys who you've never heard of, like doing life change tours, but like, if you have the same top 60 guys like playing in the first, you know, seven of those events, then they're going to get so many points because there's no cut. So, like, they're going to keep their card every year. Like, and they're, you know, I'm not saying that they don't deserve to because they're obviously the best in the world, but like, you got to find a way to churn in new you know, talent. Churn in new talent to where, yeah. you know, if you finish fifth or top 10 or something, you get in one of these the next whatever. Um, uh, so I think it could be great, and I'm sure they know they obviously know what they're doing, and 
you know, at a time like this, we we got to do something a little different, uh, spice things up. So yeah, you know, hopefully, hopefully we can we can get it right. Yeah, I mean, I remember when we went to the RSM a couple years ago, briefly meeting Scotty Scheffler, like just quickly, and yeah. I was like, okay, cool, Scotty Scheffler. Yeah, he had a pretty good Corn Ferry Tour season. You know, he he, I, you know, he's a good player, played played at a high level college, right? Always been. Um, but like always been one of the best. But now he's the number one player in the world, right? So you you get these guys where they have they they seeming they seemingly come out of nowhere to a casual golf fan um not but but then they're not but but they're not they they don't come in ranked in the top whatever you know like i mean cam young wasn't t- ranked in the top i don't even know where he was but when he entered the season i, I doubt he was top 100 in the world um no. and so it, it only takes one but season here, sometimes for those guys to search exactly kind of what you're saying man like i that's my beef with it all like you know there's there's no such thing as a bad field on the PGA Tour, mm. in my opinion. Yep. Like, you know, some fields are better than others. Obviously, St. Jude's better than, you know, John Deere, Barracuda, or, or whatever. Yeah. But, like, there's still, you know, 152 players or whatever it is, like, that, that are pretty, pretty good. Like, yeah. you know, like, you don't just sign up and get in there, right? Like, they're, yeah. they're pretty, pretty good players, but, you know, they... Tour, if they could do a little better job, mainly like with the broadcast or something. Like I, to me, like the broadcast every week is just so boring, and and like it's just they show the same guys every week. And like this is my my thing with it. Like can we figure out a way to brand all of our players a little better, so like people when Scotty Scheffler wins three times this year, four times, whatever he has, like people are aware of that he's on. T- you know what I'm saying? Like yep. before it happens. Just like you said. Yeah. So completely agree. Broadcast stuff could do could do could work wonders and, and there could be a lot of changes. And like um, what's your point of view on like watching a Sunday like as a huge avid golf fan? See, I think we're I, I'm I'm obviously not the average viewer though, because and, yeah. and you know, yeah, obviously yeah. gambling and and DraftKings brings a ton of different eyeballs on different people in the space because we we you know I see the names from top to bottom every week, you know, and I'm yeah, understanding did, who yeah. they are. I knew who you know you were before the season started, but before our, before your <laughs> rookie season started, I'm sending emails out to thousands of subscribers on here's two profile. I'm going to send you two profiles a week on these Corn Ferry Tour graduates to tell you who they are, where they played golf in college, uh, uh, statistically. Yeah, that's how, great. Statistically, how they ranked on the Corn Ferry Tour. Where they could be, where they could do well, where they could not do well, so that you know ahead of time, right? So gamblers and fantasy players are are going to have a little better understanding of the every player in the field, right? But yeah. I get the the rub is how does the PGA Tour retain eyeballs on on the TV on a Saturday and Sunday? How do they do that with uh with with players that are outside of that normal? bubble right do 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 yeah. they have to mic you guys up during a round do, and which i know that could be sketchy do they have to yeah. is is it more like storytelling or, or, or do they need to pull different things out of you guys to be able to share with an audience or um you know <clears throat> talk about uh you know you growing up in augusta for example and doing your thing yeah. around a, you know around augusta national and and like growing up right 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 around the street from the hallowed grounds like i don't know like how do they do that and get somebody you know my dad who may not understand or know who Callum Taron is, you know, yeah. how do they get him to care and put Callum Taron on the broadcast? Exactly. It's such a hard thing. And like, I don't have an answer for it. Right. And no one does. Um, 
But like that was brought up in the player one of the player meetings. It was like the fact that Callum Terran was like, well, I don't know if he was leading or top three at the US Open, whatever he was, but like, you know, I I look at golf Twitter because I think it's amazing and like You're a stalker. Things. You're a stalker on Twitter. You're Oh yeah. You're I'm a uh, you getting you get involved on Instagram. I noticed that about you. Like on Instagram you'll post, you'll do this on Twitter, you're I'll pure stalker. I am. I, I, I read it, man. I like I like things here and there, but like yeah. I don't send any tweets myself, but I read it. That's right. Like, That's smart. Like, That's the best thing to do. Yeah, I mean, I, I I've seen too many bad things happen with yeah. that, but um, you know, he, everyone's like, I don't know who this guy is. And I'm like, guys, he's been playing like Incredible. pretty damn good golf yeah. for like two and a half, three years, and the guy's really good. Like, yeah, he drives it on string a long way and putts well. I mean, yeah pretty good rest so in a way it is it is on the tour to kind of bring those guys to light in a way it's just there's like so many of y'all though like how do you do it with so many i know it's such a tough thing and like everyone's having a tough time like doing it but like we got to build more stars as the pga tour like because we have stars yeah on our tour but let's start trying to build them you know and like, as far as these live guys, like, I hate their leading. I hate live golf's thing, what it is. But, like, you know, let them go and let's do our own thing. I, I, that's just kind of where I stand on it. Like, I'm kind of sick of hearing yeah. about it. And, like, let's move forward and let's, you know, let, uh, you know, Seb Straka is the next guy up. I mean, how good has he been playing? Yeah. Uh, stuff like that. Do you have any idea outside of Cam Smith who the other seven are? I have no idea. I mean, I've seen, I've read the same things that you guys have read, but no, I mean, it's, uh, I'm not going to sit here because I really don't know. Yeah. I really don't know. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you yes or no. because I, I truly don't have the answer for you. Do you feel like the Sea Island Mafia is pretty united in their decision? I feel like we are. Yeah. yeah. How, I mean, how, how's, uh, has anything changed like in, in that space, uh, in the, in the Sea Island space with Hudson Swafford? Yeah, I wouldn't say it's been great. Really? Um, you know, I'm I'm still friends with HUD. HUD's been nothing but nice to me and you know, yeah. I wish him the, the best of luck. Um, you know, but I wish you wouldn't have done it. I think that's just kind of where everyone is. I just wish that he would have, you know, taken maybe a little bit and understood yeah. what he was doing and, and have you know, potentially damaging some friendships that have that have been there forever. But you know, as far as HUD and I, man, I, I you know, I like I said, I don't agree with what he's doing, but I'm still buddies with him, and I'm going to support him. And yeah, you know, hope he does well. You know, I, I was thinking about this yesterday because um, I think I think Hudson may be one of them. But but like, didn't Pat Perez withdraw from the Phil Mickelson? You know, yeah, I did. I did read that. lawsuit yeah. that's now like 17 months away, and I think Perez yep. and I want to say Hudson, maybe it could be wrong, like withdrew as well. <laughs> And it got me Did thinking, he, I, like, I didn't see that. it got me thinking, and I don't know what the legal ramifications of this would be, but how do you think it would be received from guys on the tour, or let's just use HUD, HUD as an example, a guy well-connected with the same circles you run in, Georgia, Georgia Golf, Georgia Athletics, yeah. and, and Sea Island. How do you think it would be received if one of these, the first guy to basically want to come back home, right? Like, I, I, you know, I remember as a kid, we probably all did this. I was like six years old. I got pissed at my parents. I packed my bags. I started walking down, yeah. the, you know, to my buddy's house in the neighborhood. As far as wanting to come back and play on the PGA Tour? I'm just saying, like, what if somebody came back and said, like, hat in hand, 
public, like public, um, big time, like heartfelt public apology. I, I, I felt manipulated. I bought it hook, line, and sinker like a dummy. I didn't, I didn't investigate yeah. this thing. I didn't think about it the way I should have. Heart in hand, I want out, and I want to come back, and I will help do whatever I have to do to continue to yeah. solidify the PJ Tour. Okay, so if they came out and did all of that, again, legal ramifications of whatever they signed with Liv, or I, I don't know. But if somebody did that, how do you think that would be received at this point? You know, I, I don't know. I just can't. I mean, I know you're saying if that happened. I mean, I just can't imagine it happening. It seems like everyone that goes just hates the tour and wants to bash the tour and, like, talk about how bad the tour is. Um, I mean, I think if something like that were to happen, I don't think that they will have an opportunity to play on the PGA Tour. I think that's – I mean, for, for Jay Monahan, as long as he's the commissioner of the PGA Tour, mm -hmm. those guys will not be allowed to play. And he's made that clear. And they knew that, you know, like yeah, everyone yeah. – like, it was in the writing, whatever. Yeah. Um, so it's just it's just such a weird thing. I mean, they want to just bash the PGA Tour and, and talk about how bad it is, but you know, it's they've done pretty well because of the tour and the tours. You know. Yeah. Obviously, here to to help us, and they you know they want to grow, we want to grow, whatever. Like, let's all grow together and yeah, become better. So I don't know. It's just such a weird time in golf, man. I, it is super you know, weird. I, I think everyone's kind of tired of it. Yeah. I mean, it's, um, you know, it's, we're, we're ready to just kind of play golf. I mean, I don't know. That's just, just me, at least. I'm tired of all the drama. Yep. I, I, I hear you. Um, well, so that's enough about Lyft. Let's, let's move on. Uh, you handled that well, but you, you brought it up. You did bring it up, and I was unscripted. I so I, I, could, I, I didn't even think about it, and I, that's fine. That's what I, mean. I could have forgotten about it, literally, and then we ended the whole thing, and then I'm eating lunch, and like, damn. I didn't ask a single question about Liv. People are going to think I did this interview in like 2019 or something. They're like, how do you, how do you not ask about Liv? If yeah, you're I mean, golf we got to talk right? about it. We got to talk you about did. it. It's like if you don't talk about it, people are going to think, oh, he didn't, he didn't want to talk about it. He's going, oh, oh, you know? Going. And then you would have tweeted like potential Sig going Liv. <laughs> yeah. One of the seven. And then yeah. No, I would not have tweeted that. Um, all right, let's talk, about, uh, let's talk about Georgia. Yeah. What? How about him? What is, and I mean, we'll get to football, right? But like, what is it about UGA right now, dude? Or like, not right now, but in the last, I don't know, how long has it been? Maybe 10, 10 years, it feels like, maybe 10 years? Like, Chris Hack, Coach Hack out there doing his thing. Um, oh, we're talking about golf. What's that? Oh, we're talking about Georgia golf. I want to talk about golf first. Uh, and then I want to talk about football. Like, how, did, how, what, how does Georgia just keep printing future PGA Tour stars? Man, he's it's it's a great um, it's a great program just because he gets these guys there um, and, and he's just like you guys go figure it out like we're qualifying you know first event I think the first event's the Frederica Cup I don't, whatever they're calling it I keep calling it something yeah weird. yeah you were talking but they're about having it. a tournament at Frederica in like a couple weeks and he's like you know everyone gets to school and he's like here are twelve guys um, your practice facilities up there. You know, you guys do class, whatever, but go up there and practice, and we get qualifying eight rounds for this event, and y'all go figure it out. I'll tell you when we're paying off. So, if you have like multiple, like some of the teams that I was on, we had like four, five, six, seven guys that were like studs, like great team. Yeah. Um, like my freshman year, I mean, Joey Garber, Seb Straka, uh, Keith Mitchell, Lee McCoy, who was the best yeah. player on the team, hands down. Um, 
so many other guys, right? I mean, that that were really good. Nick Reach was one of those guys. Sam Straka was was a pretty good player. Um, Mookie DeMoss, I mean, he's he's played around. But um, you know, it's like you guys go practice and y'all go beat each other up and get better. And like that's just kind of what we did, man. We were just always up there, kind of competing, and just you know, everyone was so competitive. I mean, you know how it is. And you know, next thing you know, we 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 did pretty good some of those years, but. When you don't have the talent there, that's it gets kind of, kind of tough, right? I mean, so like his when he can recruit well, their team's going to be unbelievable. But how does he not? How can he? How at this point, given as many? How can he not recruit well? I agree, and it's it's. I was talking to Douglas the other day, and he was like, "Man, I don't even recruit junior golfers anymore. I just I'm straight in the transfer portal. Just you know, at a laptop, looking at some guy <sighs> transfer portal." But, but he is he make he makes a good point. He's like, I'm so sick and tired of recruiting parents. Yeah. He's like, I mean, my job completely turned into the last six, seven years, like, oh, I'm walking to watch his kid play golf, but like his parents are like hounding me. You know, I'm doing all this stuff with his parents, but like I don't care about your parents. Yeah. Like I want to learn more about the kid. Like, yeah. I'm not recruiting you, Dad. I'm recruiting you yeah. know, X. Lil Randall over there. Lil Randall. Yeah. I like the way Randall bombs it. Yeah. You know? That's good. Yeah. Well, so it, stuff like that, where like that system, the qualifying system, man, it's like you get your guys there. We're playing eight rounds before we go to Frederica in a month. Like if you want to play on the team, then go prove it. And then if you're the best player on the team, go prove it. Yeah. So like it gets you so ready for pro golf because like, like you finish a week and it doesn't matter. Like you're you're flying the next stop and you start from zero, mm. and you got to do it all over again. And you 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 know it's just never you're just like never really satisfied and you're never like I'm really good at golf. I can sit on the couch and know that. It's like no, I'm really good, but I got I got to go earn it again. Yeah, type mentality, right? Do you uh do you Makes stay do you, yeah do you stay pretty involved with the golf team of Georgia? I do. I don't know if you know, but I'm marrying Hacker's daughter. What? No, I didn't know that. In two weeks. What? Dude. Yeah, we've been dating for like nine years. Congratulations. Nine years. Jeez, <laughs> dude. God I dang. I just completely threw a curveball on you. What How a, did you not know that? What a do you slacker. follow golf? Yes, I follow golf. Dude, okay, I will say Please. this. I will say this. If any listener, any listener right now that listens on a regular basis is saying this to themselves right now, they're going, oh, uh, G-Sig obviously doesn't know that DB has a horrible memory. And I do. I have a terrible memory. <laughs> so I, I probably saw it on Instagram. I probably saw it's the proposal. It's definitely been out there enough. Yeah. I probably saw it. Um, I'm sorry. But congratulations. That's oh, fantastic. Thank you. So you're, you're marrying his daughter. Damn. Yeah. So you are about to be, you're going to be continually involved in Georgia golf, you know, whether really you like it or not. Like- uh, so where y'all get married? Highlands, North Carolina. Okay. All right. Any honeymoon in the future? Like, you going to do anything or, or no? Um, you live in Sea Island. That's like every, every day is a freaking honeymoon. I mean, I do feel like I'm on vacation every time. Yeah. You, you, you are. Um, <laughs> um, where, I mean, at some point, man, I feel like I've, you know, if you look at, I, I just don't have time. I mean, truly, sure. like, it's like, you know, here, here my season ended last week, and now I'm like, had a week on the couch and I feel like I needed to start doing shit again. Take her to uh take her to the Mexico uh, championship. Y'all enjoy the week leading yeah. up to it. Miss the cut like you're you know, trunk slam on Friday. You'll have the weekend. <laughs> Just do that. I, no, I think she wants to go somewhere where it's not doesn't involve golf. And so do I. I'm sure she gets I'm enough golf. Anybody, I will not have my golf club. 
I hear you. I hear you. Uh, all right. Nothing but Miller Lite. Um, actually, okay, I know you got to go. Before I, before I get to this, I meant to ask you this. Growing up in Augusta, right? Like, yeah. what, what was your, what's like your early Augusta National experiences? Like, how, how often have you played there? What do you, what's your memory uh, about Augusta? Because I, I think, think most first... people would assume really talented golfer, highly recruited in high school, Plays goes to Georgia. Yeah. I mean, I get that a lot. Like, I, my favorite question is like, how many times have you played the Masters? Like, zero. Play the Masters zero times. Dude. Yeah. I mean, I'm like, you're, you're yeah. do you even watch golf? Yeah. Dude, you know, I yeah. mean, that's my favorite one. But, um, I think I played it my first, first time when I was 12 or something with Fleming Norval. He took a group of us out there. Um, that was amazing. And then, like, every time, every year at Georgia, we were, we were able to play as yeah. long as we didn't make it. So, that was that was pretty cool that we we came down there every year. I mean, I probably played it, you know, eight to ten times maybe. Um, you know, but growing up, it was that was probably the reason why why I'm here. You know, playing professional golf today, man. It was like it was the best week of the year. I mean, you know how it is. It's yeah. like 100%. you're in your house, and like we always like never went out of town. It's yep. just like I always loved golf. You know, I was there. I just always went there, and then you know. It was the best, best week of the year, hands down. And um, now I, I don't really want to go back unless I'm playing. I've kind of made that that kind of pact for myself. And so I, you yeah, guys always I, say that. Oh gosh. Hopefully tough. I'll uh, I'll get back back to Augusta National before for too long. Um, Plus, like you being a member at Augusta, growing up Augusta Country Club, right? Yeah. Which is the next best place to be in Augusta during Masters Week. I can imagine for you. When you when you make it to your first Masters, actual yeah. Masters, so the jackass would ask you if you've heard, how many times have you played the Masters. <laughs> when you make it to your first Masters, like you're gonna have to put in some effort, dude, to like make sure you, you know, you're you're, I mean, right, like that you're all business because you got Augusta Country Club stuff. Oh, I mean, all yeah, the family and friends. Like, yeah, it's it would be it'd be such a cool week. I mean, I've never really played. I mean, I, my home crowd is RSM this year, and there's, you know, my family comes down. But, like, I couldn't imagine, like, the support and, um, you know, just, just the whole the whole week. Like, that would be, you know, so, so badass. But, um, yeah, I would definitely – I'd probably have to turn my phone off. That's that's for sure. Yeah, and probably stay away from the club. I w- yeah, that's, I wouldn't go to the country club. Yeah, no, you could not do that. Um no. Yeah, I, I think that could be tough, man. You'd have to you'd have to battle that Very out. Cool. But hopefully, hopefully you run into that problem in twenty twenty three. One day, that'd be a good problem to have. Yep. All right, Grayson, we appreciate it, man. Thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, buddy. Uh, we Happy we to wish be you here, the, the best uh, in your in your season, and also getting married. I mean, dang. Yeah. Um, it's gonna be great, dude. I can't. Next time we have you on, we'll have to find out because I love asking married guy married people this. I love asking people, uh, what's the one thing you do that really annoys the hell out of your spouse that you didn't think or you didn't know would annoy her until like you, you get married and then there's always like a... That change? Because there's already some things that already... Oh yeah, I got news for you, buddy. There, there's, you're gonna, she's going to uncover more, new... More, more things come. Yeah. Like what's the most annoying thing you do, you do to her now? Uh, she really doesn't like when I put a dip in over the sink and I leave <laughs> and I don't rinse the, the remnants into the drain. Come so on, I'm man. Like, it's like, how many times do I have to tell you? And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's Come bad. on. 
You got to get domesticated. You're gonna be a house but, cat. I mean, I try to do it. I mean, if there's a couple of little things that you, you know, it's like just rinse the sink out. I'm like, you're right. I'll but that is that is exactly the kind of stuff I'm talking about, though. It's that it's the yeah. little stuff. It's the you know, I shave and I don't ever get the hair out of the sink, or it's the yeah, you know, it's uh, there's always the little thing. The toilet seat thing is the is that that's that's cliche. Uh, yeah, I mean that's that's just the inevitable. There's always something else though. It's the yeah. way you make a it's the way you make a peanut butter sandwich. You know, you do the peanut butter first, you should do the jelly first or whatever it is. It's always something like that. So I'm just, why would you choose that piece of bread? Right. Be, I'm just saying, be on alert, be ready for that because it's going to happen. Okay. Okay. I'll be ready for it. I'll make notes. All right, buddy. All right. I'll make, I'll make sure to stop it before it starts happening. Yeah. I, well, I don't know that you're going to have any luck doing that, but <laughs> you can give it a shot. All right, buddy. I appreciate you having me on.